0: We got nothing but time Oh, this is not your place We the chosen left it all before we're doing this fine Oh, this is not a phase We've been at it for a while But we got nothing but time Oh, this is not your place We the chosen left it all before we're
1: doing this fine Hey, greetings, everybody. This is Wesley Pepper here and you're tuning into my podcast, Wesley Pepper's Art Lexia, which is brought to you by SpotCast and Bob. Check them out. I, do, I think they do fantastic work um, and they all over on all the streaming platforms. Um, before I move forward, let's just start. Let's just give a big up, a shout out to last week's guest. Um, Tato, I think we've been doing some... I've actually been chatting to him quite a bit since uh, the recording of the episode. Um, we've been doing some collaborative work. And some, we're working on some giveaways. Yes, that's free giveaways uh, on this podcast. So look out for more details around that. Um, for now, I'm looking at t-shirts or caps, I'm still not sure, you know, we're still working out logistics and all of that and all of that. And uh, because our network is growing, you know, which is fantastic. So thanks to all the new listeners and thanks to all the new, yeah, listeners, <laughs> I was gonna say all the listeners and the new listeners. Um, and also because our network is growing, we're also now associated with the two brothers from that art company Soweto. Which is Molefe Tualo and Tabo Muteki? As you know, they are a uh, black-founded, black management, <laughs> black-founded and black-managed company. They specialize in print collaborations, i fine art, uh, visual art, and African printmakers. Uh, I think they do fantastic work. If you know that we featured them twice last year, um, I know I spoke to Tabo and Molefe on separate occasions, and to, no, I spoke to them twice. Aha, my memory is not that bad. Um, Yeah, man, and moving on to today's episode. Um, Today, um, we're talking to one of Yebo Gallery's uh, um, um, artists, um, Kulalani Msweli. He's a multidimensional visual artist. Um, We know he's got a show coming up in May, so we're going to be unpicking his brain about that and his processes. I know he does some really interesting... um, uh, uh, uh interesting work around or, or rather these show um his forthcoming show is some um, really interesting work around um his um observation and perception of what happened during 2020 between the uh, the initial lockdown so that's going to be really interesting we're packing his brain about that and he's a social entrepreneur now as you guys know i'm a social entrepreneur myself so um that's always super super cool to talk to fellow um fine artists uh visual artists uh, creatives whose, um creatives who's um with our social entrepreneurship as well. And we're picking his brain about that because that too is something which I am very passionate about, as you know. I'm very, very passionate about. And uh, which is something I definitely want to be featuring more and more um, on the podcast in the coming future, <laughs> in the coming year. Um, so definitely look out for that. Um, but before we jump into today's episode, man. Oh, I have to get this off my chest as of today um which is the 29th of the third month uh there has been a occupying there's been artists occupying the nac uh, which is a national arts council which is based in newtown Johannesburg, and um they pretty much been uh yeah occupying the offices waiting or trying to initiate some form of change um, as we you know, the corruption with the NAC has been over my, over everyone's head. Um, I just wanted to give like a few uh, uh, points on that, man, uh, because I'm kind of, oh, I've got so many opinions on that. Um, just to just to get to the point, like um, me as Wesley Pepper, you know, I've been operating as an artist for close to twenty years, if not, but more. Um, I haven't gotten uh, not a damn cent from the NAC. So um, it's very difficult for me to take them serious because I've made a living out of the arts without them Through have work on other projects which has been funded by them, but I've never got money directly through them. And so I just feel it's kind of a waste of my time to focus on the NAC. However, I do stand in solidarity with, the, with all of those artists. I really, really do. Um, I definitely feel, um, I know some of them personally um, and I've been following the... Um, um, um um they're they they're they're occupying you know on social media and I'm and I definitely stand in solidarity with them it's just that yo man like I the NAC didn't do shit for me so I don't know man and like I just as a human being as an artist I just don't feel it's uh, a good idea to be dependent on any form of government uh, subsidies or funding because there's just too many terms and conditions. They never pay, they always pay you half or late. And the politics around that to me is just too much. I much rather just focus on what I'm good at. And I've been doing that for close to 20 years. So yeah, man, that's my little two cents about it. it. Might be a bit of controversial, but whatever. That's what I feel. Um, definitely looking to do a few episodes on that. Um, although I just feel... I just have to wait and see where this bus is going. But anyway, guys, um, that's my little two cents on that. I just feel I had to have said something yet. Um, yeah, man. Um, just in closing, remember to look out for like um where's the papers art? Lexia has surely been growing in listenership and our network is growing, we've been associated, or we're being um we're busy. Being associated with many, uh, with a few more art galleries um, and art companies, um, which is fantastic. Big up! Yeah, thanks, guys, man, for recognizing that my um, that I'm speaking. We speak to the same audience, and we actually need all each other. We actually need each other, which is really, really cool. Um, which, honestly, which honestly is kind of like a dream of mine, which has come true. So that's beautiful. That's absolutely, absolutely beautiful. So um, look forward to that, and look forward to, Kula, um, to Kulukane. Um, he's a really interesting brother. Um um these um this episode will actually record kind of like funny because um we had to do it in two separate recordings because the first recording session we had the line cut and when it cut, you know, just threw everything off so I had to record the first half of the interview and that's followed by the second half. So I hope it kind of, you know, you don't get kind of lost um I tried my best to keep it kind of or as organic as possible. Uh, but definitely stay tuned to that man and we'll talk to you at the end of this
0: baobab.org is a podcasting platform and a medium for storytelling. This podcast is also available on all the major podcasting apps including Apple and Google Podcasts. Podcast your life with baobab.org.
1: Yes, uh kulekane cool. Thanks for coming through again, my brother. Um, you know, I was saying in the intro, you know, the first half of first, <laughs> the first half of the first interview, or well, this interview, you know, was lost. So, you have to redo it. So, uh, yeah. Firstly, thanks for making time again in the week. You know, I know artists, we got... Uh, uh abstract busy lives and anything can happen any time of the day so uh <laughs> and it's still over the week close you know it's close to the weekends i know things happen <laughs> um so yeah thanks for coming through man um, how have you been you know
0: thank you so much with thank you for inviting me to this podcast and um, yeah been, it's been a great week, actually. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I mean, there are so many things which we could all be complaining about. At the moment, I think our greatest um, gratitude is that we've got help. Oh, yeah. So um, er, 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 everything else then fits um, around that. But generally, I'm good. I'm in a great space. And yeah, I'm just I'm yeah. happy to be here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh uh, just before we go, um, earlier in the week, you posted something on that, uh, group thingy about being selected for the Seychelles War Biennal. Uh, very much congratulations on that. I think congratulations is okay. in order on that. Uh, can you just start off uh, let, let me actually um touch on that but let me sort of work up to that because I think that's a pretty important point and it'll be really cool to talk about it because I too have some form of association with the social war art community over there. So um but um let's see. Yeah. <laughs> Small world. It's it, it's it's um, it's actually quite I think it's quite interesting how uh, there's a lot of things we share in common. Um so, um, but let's just get for the for the listeners, uh, just give us like a brief thingy about you know where you're from, um, you know, where you operate out of yeah. da, 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 that type of thingy. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, so I'm based in um, a tiny um, rural, think, rural village, a tiny town called mm-hmm. Bukulane, here in Eswatini me although most people used to know us as Swaziland. Swaziland. Yep. And um, that's where I work. I've got my yeah, i got my studio here. Um I work from home. I sometimes go to the studio which is a bit bicycle ride away from my house. And yeah I kind of wear quite a number of hats besides um working on my art which I must say unlike maybe most or some artists who probably work on their art full-time every day or every other day, I work on projects as they come or or, or work on my artwork as I feel fit yes. in terms of um, making time for it because I also run my own design and fashion business and also a, a small cafe restaurant in the neighbourhood. So it's a it's a lot of small social entrepreneurial business type things which I also um, do. Yeah. So yeah. So you find that my artwork then um, I create when I find the time, and I create um, at times in response to a certain mood or a feeling or what I'm going through at that time. So yeah. But I enjoy creating. I'm a creative. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, fantastic, fantastic. There, uh, so you mentioned there about the uh, social entrepreneurship, so I kind of want to end up with that, um, at least in this first half, because, um, like we, like I told you in the previous time I spoke, I won as well, and um, I know that, um, the art community, ironically, is actually lacking, I think there's you know, in if you not know, just think—you'll assume there'll be more artists. I know, I know, of one, um, one or two others, but not like you know, boards and numbers. I know more artists who has who regist- got registered businesses as opposed to um, you know, social entrepreneurship, and that makes sense because, um, well, anyway, that's a topic for another day. Um, so yes, my brother, um, one of the biggest. Um, uh, when I had a look at your work um, you know on the Yebo Gallery website and on your social media pages, your Instagram page to be um, to be more uh, specific um, your the you know your styles, you know you work in a whole variety of styles and like you said in the in your previous uh, question or <laughs> your previous answer um, that you sort of work on a um, you know on a spur of a moment type of idea so just for the listeners tell us how does all of that merge because uh, you know, as most visual artists, um, especially visual artists, I would say in their mid-career, you know, always concentrating on one medium, on one style, and try to master it. And uh whether it be visual art or yeah, well, three-dimensional art or, or so on and so forth and so forth. So um you work in a riot of colors, uh, techniques. Um you already explained like half of the process, which I, which me personally, I, um, I get, but um, just break that down just for us a little bit more, man, and um, just explain to um, where did it all start off with, you know, um, yeah, which, yeah. which medium did it all start off with? Yeah.
0: So, no, I think that's, that's a really good with, and an important question because as you rightfully he said. Um, in most cases, with a, a lot of artists you find are concentrating on a particular style, mm. especially on a particular set, style um, of work where I always call it, um, you know, the, the, go, the, the golden goose style.
1: Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> I like <but>
0: that. <laughs> once the, once the art buying public like this, you are then encouraged by your galleries or the people around you stick to it because that's what sells or that's what people like in what you do. Which I suppose is all fair and good because um, at the end of the day, artists have to make a living. So making sure things sell is always good. So I think with my um kind of style of work, it is a lot of mixed media. I dabble in photography, I dabble in yes collage, in sculpture, in installations. It's a way of expression. I'm the type of person who, in a way, I'm a bit of a storyteller. Yeah. And I tend to use, at times you find my, my stories can be simple, sometimes they can be complex. And how I narrate them then require different types of tools. Sure. You might find that a story I'm narrating on something might not quite have the same impact as just maybe creating a painting out of it. A full-size, life-size sculpture of that thing is actually creating the best impact or the Mm. best um, presentation of that story. Um, And also, I suppose, because I came into art in not the most of conventional ways, I did not specifically study art. So I um, initially stu- studied uh, fashion design with technology. Yes. And then art, uh, art and design were kind of my, 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 my base subject. Yes. And, but um, having kind of led from that while um, kind of working on my business within the fashion side, uh, the foods, the restaurant side of things, I thought to myself, well, I've always loved art. It was the first thing I loved in high school. I wanted to be an artist. I wanted to do fine art as a career. But had to be my tutors were like, you have to be realistic. (laughs) you might find it difficult to to live as an artist. Yeah. So then when I moved to the UK, I mean also being exposed to all the amazing art institutions in Europe, in America, I, I got to travel a lot. I thought no way I have to give art a shot. So I suppose those because I did not go through the rigmarole role of maybe the the paradigms of a, a, an absolute art institution um it it's allowed me to be slightly rebellious in how I create and sure. present what I do. Sure.
1: Because
0: of a I feed sometimes from my fashion background, I feed from my design background and and merge it all into the art. So yeah, so you find at the end of the day what I present tends to be um, a mixed sort of things but in a cohesive way to narrate a particular story.
1: Yeah, 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 I hear you, I hear you interesting uh, approach there very very interesting approach um I guess it's good. so layered and i personally like um i said earlier on my side I can understand that process um i can uh, relate to it although on my side I've sort of just focus in on zoning on one um well, mixed media drawings, to be quite honest, and um, a little bit of few other expressions after it. But I get it. I get it. And I also know that um, um, the same approach you are applying for your solo show in May, right? So you're going to be so to everyone that's listening here, if I guess I guess want the whole 360 uh, experience of uh, your work, you know, you only have a few weeks more to wait. Um, <laughs> on that, um, how far are you yes. with? Um, how far are you with that show? Um, are you nearly done, or you know, are you how far are you creating the work?
0: A kind of. I'm one. I'm one of those people. By general, I procrastinate. I'm so, I'm so, <laughs> I work. I work better under pressure. I love pressure. I love deadlines. I'm. I'm the most creative. Yeah. A bit of a panic going on. yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, so,
0: um, as as much as part of what I'll be presenting, because there is um, an art book which will be also part of the exhibition, yes. um, which I've been working on since last year. So there are some part of of the show which have been a work in progress since last year, and then there are some which will be created um, this year. Yes, I say I'm kind of there. Um, I should be done probably um, after next.
1: Okay,
0: interesting. But, um, we'll see. We'll interesting. See.
1: Painting on the <laughs> oh, you one of those guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> then when you're hanging the paintings, it's still wet. and uh, Okay. It's <laughs> still wet, and you're telling people not to touch anything. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, guess, uh, yeah, I guess we've kind of all been there. I know I did a few prints a few years ago also on the 11th hour and then, uh, the, you know, and what I do, I, I've, I've I, <laughs> um, if I did something in a hurry or, or anything really, and I see a mistake or something that is not supposed to be there, um, then my mind just, anyway, <laughs> it goes, it goes really crazy. And I don't think the rest of the world understands that anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, well, actually, we're going uh, to, you know, in the latter part of the conversation, we actually delve more deep into your exhibition, um, so, but um, the point I actually wanted to uh, cover now, um, which is a, uh, I guess it's a skill, I don't know if that's the right word, Um uh, or need or whatever, but it's your social entrepreneurship. So just to, to give a little bit of a background, you know, like myself, um, I'm a social entrepreneur myself. I've been doing it now for actually the longest time. Mm. Um, although for the past few years, I would say about three or so years, um, I haven't really been doing any project or any business in that uh, in that space um, i might be more focused on some other uh, you know well on my art to be um, to be quite honest um, but um, you know with my um, with my when i was, as a publisher um the books I used to do, um, um, I used to do these illustrations, um, and I wanted to uh, uh, expose more people to my illustrations, and I thought it makes more sense to put in a smaller um, sort of product. Um, that time, the spoken word scene was popping all over Johannesburg, and, you know, long story, we all just came together at one vantage point, and then boom, I, I did all these Uh, sessions uh, and like small art shows and workshops um, trying to get people um, I guess to wake up to the reality that art (laughs) is all around them and artists exist and they should just basically pay attention and at the same time also try to uh, encourage them to pay attention to the arts you know otherwise go to more theater galleries that type of thing Um, so I know with your side you made uh, you may mention earlier on of like a restaurant. So I know you've got a big thing with cooking or with food or yeah. serving or so. Um, just for the listeners, just, um, just explain to us firstly, um, um, why on, why social entrepreneurship? I think that's very important. And then what yeah. business or what product um, are you, um, do, you uh, yeah. do you, do you, do you do, do or serve? Yeah. yeah. No, great. Um,
0: you know, with, with social entrepreneurship, um, I think it's it's one of the most important uh, ways of engaging with the community that one lives in. And I think on, on my side, it was a matter of looking at it from a point of view where, for example, in the community, we, we, we don't have... Many people who have the opportunity to go and study abroad, to design, production in my
1: case—and
0: yes. have the opportunity to travel, see the world, come back, set up some form of business. And yes. So I think my, my setup was has always been based on how can I create, even if it's a business, a business which does not make me as an individual just grow, but how can we? How can that? Um, enterprise make us grow as a community yes because it's very easy to set up something that's very individualistic where it's about you and you can make a lot of money as an individual because the whole focus is just about you yeah and you find no there's not much money going to someone else but to you yeah. <laughs> so, um, so so so, so so living in a in a very a slightly conservative rural um, area, I had to first if, if, if I if we are to grow the arts or make uh, um, the public understand what it is we do as artists or designers, yes. it's a matter of making sure that um, the community is a part of it. yes you know it and you make it visible. You make it something that's that's not elitist. So yeah, so then that came in through the form of <clears throat> even setting up the, the cafe or restaurant, which I mentioned, which is the yes. Lane food market, which was also a way of looking at, okay, there are a lot of small, farmers or backyard garden farmers. How can we get to know one another? What are we growing? How can I create food which is um, sourced from the ingredients people are, 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 are growing yes. and how can I provide this space where small smallhold farmers or backyard gardeners can showcase what, what they are growing or, or, or sure. something where I can buy from them Sure. and, and, and sell um, to the public. So it kind of came through um, things like that where we serve food which everything is sold locally and similar thing with um, uh, uh, watching my port even with some of my artworks, the the I've created quite a few um, public um, installations which are permanent. Fantastic, for the
1: fantastic, yeah.
0: And um, interesting, our local church um, where most of the community goes to congregate Yes, it's it's a bit like an art gallery because there's wow. a permanent photography exhibition in it and.
1: Uh, your photography.
0: Uh, contem- contem- no, <laughs> it's not it's by a lady called um, <laughs> Claudia Pelomo, an okay. Italian photographer. Oh, okay. Who <laughs> live in Eswatini and she had photographed um her journey in, in parts of Africa, and she then also photographed parts of um actually. Yeah. So um, I had seen her exhibition and. Uh, I love her work, and I said, and because I'm on the church board, yeah. I'd always propose to the church to, to, to say, okay, we've got a beautiful building. Can we please use it as a way where we introduce art to the community? Because fantastic, fantastic. feel slightly elitist because yeah. you have to go to some form of art gallery in a very artsy-party area, which is a bit of its own you-know-what. Yeah, And sometimes yes it's it, it, it's it's not intending to exclude people but it, it's an environment which tends to do it without anyone yeah yeah yeah,
1: yeah 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 <laughs> so yeah yeah
0: so you you find r- rural rural communities tend not to have that experience yeah as yes as yes as what yes is about yes so i thought hey we have a lot of people who come here to church on Sunday. We've got white walls here in this church. White do we use these walls? Yeah. Like art use <laughs> it.
1: Fantastic. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So that's
0: how it kind of came about. So so that kids, especially the young ones who are there, yeah. can look at 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 the photography art that's there and relate. It. And as they grow up, they'll learn to appreciate because they grew up with it when attending Sunday yeah.
1: school. Yeah. yeah,
0: that's just a bit of I suppose of Brilliant work with a community um, in those issues.
1: Uh, that's 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 really cool. That's really cool. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> um, I'm actually quite taken by the mm-hmm. fact that you're using a. Um, a public space, in this case, a church because, you know, you get constant traffic there, a small place also, people will generally pay more attention to that, um, and those type of images, uh, themes, etc., sort of get etched in their mind after a while. That, I, that I think, as a strategy, is pretty cool. Um, so, big up to that, man, and like... Um, Yeah, man, so um, I just want to touch on one more question um, because I kind of, you know, because all the other things we actually speak about in the latter part of the, or the second half of the interview. My brother, uh, you said you, uh, not you said, (laughs) um, you selected for the Seychelles Wao Biennale. Um, Congratulations on that. I know uh, it's quite a feather in any artist's cap to be featured in any Biennale. Um, yeah, I've got a bit of a history with a, with a social war artist as well. Um, I did some murals there some time back and, um, there was always talk of more wow. collaboration and so on and so on. But, um, yeah, um, COVID happened, you know, um, and then funny enough, I was, I actually made a follow up on the, on the b I think it was late last year and they were saying that all these things and. You know, I know the economy is not doing too well. And there was this whole thing of money transfer, which just became yeah. too complicated. So, um, yeah, man, tell us, um, I actually checked out your page as well. Um, tell us a little bit about the art and um, a bit more details around it so where can we view the work because I know it's a virtual yeah. show which is actually quite groundbreaking because um, one of the things I know about a biennale is the experience um, going through there and all of that so to have everything virtual uh, now just tell us a little bit about it man um, like what work are you doing um, and what will the experience be like and where does it start etc yeah so
0: yeah um Yeah, with the Seychelles Biennale, um, it was, of course, due to COVID, unfortunately. Yes. My work and all the selected artists from around the world were meant to have an actual Biennale in Seychelles last year in April, but uh, COVID happened. So um, the organizers then proposed that we share what we've been doing during the lockdown and then (coughs) prove. Through that work, um, they would then create um, what is now that as a mm. virtual um, exhibition yes. of, the, of the works. So, on their page, so the uh, um, let's say Biennale yes. page, um, it, it it's part of the the art the art book that um created and exhibit the gallery. So with it, I the, the image there, it's, it's a collage, really, where um, there was um, a few years ago, I think about three, four years ago, no, I don't quite remember the date on that time uh-huh. of So the title on it was um, China, follow and, and buy and eat a lot of these kinds of disease. So when the pandemic happened, um, I thought to myself, "Yeah, China kind of has won." Yeah. There was this whole talk of Wuhan, this, this, and and of course, China has always been um, uh, doing its best to become a, a global um, leader, yeah, and, or, or the biggest um, um, economy in the world. So when all of this happened, I thought, hmm, "Interesting, China has won." Uh-huh. Uh, so to uh, kind of illustrate and, and narrate that and make yeah. it seem as though it, it's a time magazine cover for yeah. the uh, 2020. Um, I also found um, um. So the photograph um collage that's there is actually um a, a photograph of me and my preschool um mates. It was that photograph was taken when we were um, in preschool. Yes. Uh, yeah, it was preschool. Preschool of. Grade one, something okay.
1: like that. Okay,
0: um, where we used to do these, um, whether jump in the sack or the races. Yes, yes, so yes, the yes. So this yes. kind of shows me and uh, and what then was my classmate, and his name I think was Jane Chi, Jane, Jane Chi. um, and he was Chinese, oddly enough, and we, <laughs> we kind of, this Chinese guy and this Swazi black guy were winning this race. I think when you look at that image at the back of it all there are these two white boys <laughs> being at the back <laughs> of the whole race um so it, it so when when i looked at it i said perfect Here we yeah go. <laughs> yeah africa seemingly going to be wi- winning this global race at some point Oh, um, so yeah, interesting so it 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 it, 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 was, it was a bit a bit of um Looking at all the politics that happen around us because we like it or not, politics tend to shape what becomes of everything, our yeah. Decisions made by our leaders. So, yeah, so it, it, it's an interesting, I suppose, um, virtual exhibition which we are grateful that it happened. The proposal is that um, the Biennale will, will hopefully. Physical again next year. So, but mm. we'll see. Because most um, governments have um, had a huge economic, um, yeah, especially in the arts. Um, as you may know, um, arts tend not to get a lot of funding.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, we can complain about that. Um, I also know that uh, that um, Seychelles was one of the first African countries to do a vaccine rollout. Which is actually fantastic. Big up to the government over there because even us here in South Africa, we're struggling, and the politics around that is just becoming more and more complicated. So, and um, that's actually very interesting that you're saying that it might that they uh, might have a physical uh, one coming up in 2022. That's very interesting. I'll definitely keep an ear open to that Um, because I know that uh, you know Biennales is really like the World Cup, so to speak, of um, of art, and to be invited and to be part of it is always a huge thing, so very much congratulations on that, my brother. And um, Sort of just to wrap up, man, so, you know, just for the listeners, you know, we recorded, this is actually a a separate uh, recording because uh, the latter, we still have another 30 or so minutes where we dial, where we jump really into your work about your forthcoming show in May at Yebo Gallery. Uh, And uh, so we're doing a lot of Yeah, Um, he actually just went away there. Um, But, yeah, man, um, so we – yeah, the latter part of the exhibition uh, (laughs) – Uh, sorry, people. Uh, the latter part of the uh, of the interview, we you know, we dive into his uh, into his work and we really um, you know op- discuss that in detail. So definitely stay tuned for that. Um, and um, yeah, there'll be a bit of a shift in uh, I guess energy, but you know, it was a technical thing, and I still think what we had to say was quite relevant and quite interesting. So. Uh, thanks a lot to Kulakani for coming through again. Um, we'll definitely be in touch with him um, definitely have him back um, speak to him after his show or and definitely after the uh, the BNL I'll definitely be interested to in know how did it go um, what type of feedback he got because as he explained he got some really interesting work so um, thanks well thanks for that man and um, yeah man um just stay tuned for the next part of the show.
0: This is a Spudcaster podcast from bowbalb.org. Hey everybody,
1: um, hope you guys enjoyed today's uh, this week's um, episode. Kulagane is an interi- incredibly talented brother and you know we share a lot of uh, we share a lot of things together like social entrepreneurship. Um, and also the passion for books and writing and that type of thing. Um, so I'm sure our paths will cross again in the not too distant future. And I wish him all of the best for his forthcoming show in May. And um, definitely, definitely looking forward to that. I'm really excited to see how he expresses everything. You know, uh, you, you know, you know, um, you know the um, especially the installations. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, you know, guys, you guys, you know, as I'm. Um, Where's the papers? Art Lexia is brought to you by Spotcast and Bible. Check them out, man. Check out our network. You know, keep clicking, subscribing, commenting on, man, uh, let us know what you guys think. That's very, very important, you know, because um, the listenership has been growing. And um, I really want to get to know you guys personally. You know, it will improve my, the content that we bring. And um, we'll start creating a, a community because um, there's lots of changes coming up. On Wesley Papers art lecture as well. You know, I'm starting to be associated with more and more galleries. Um, so I'm going to be doing more shout outs. Um, and um, what's the technical word for it? There's, there's a technical word for it. For the for life of me, I can't think of it right now. But I'm definitely going to be doing more of that in the not too distant future. So definitely stay tuned for that. That will be the likes of um, that art company. So, where to? I think. and Tabu Outstanding work, Jens. Um, so you'll definitely be hearing out more about their about what's happening around their um business. Um, we definitely be doing a lot of uh, collaborations from year onwards, and there's Yebo Gallery, of course, and Optane Art Gallery. So uh, you know, lots of movement, lots of change on my side. So definitely stay tuned for that. Um, remember to catch us on all the streaming platforms, you know, iArt radio big up uh, uh Apple. Uh, podcast spotify itunes spotcaster everywhere we are all over the show and uh yeah man i hope you guys stay safe till the next time you know COVID is real you know cover up just just be safe you know <laughs> i saw a meme earlier on this week that said that this whole um covert 19 thing is a hoax and I found that was quite unbelievable. A year into this. so saw people that don't believe, but yo, oh, crazy. <laughs> really crazy times so you Alright, world, but enough of that. So catch me next week and I'll talk to you in a week's time.
0: phase. We've been for a while, This is not your place we the chosen left it open for what's
1: doing is fine